BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. In setting a tablescape, what I always start with is natural elements as your centerpiece. Mm -hmm. And I start by going out to my yard or a field and look for pieces that can be brought in. So you're in South Bend, correct? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Okay. So right now I'm, I'm guessing you've got beautiful foliage available on some trees that you can trim and run down the middle of your table Hmm. or simply put it in a vase, some tall branches and a vase that you might already have to really make a statement if you have a buffet setting up. I love that use because it costs nothing. Mm -hmm. You're truly decorating your space while honoring the seasons. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Leslie, welcome to She. Thank you for having me. Yes, so excited to have you. I think this is such a relevant conversation. All things hosting, hospitality, so important and something that I think is like a lost art in some ways. And it's always something that I love to learn more about. So I'm excited to have you on. But before we dig into all of my questions that I want to learn from you, can you tell us a little of your background and what you do just as we get started? Absolutely. Well, my name is Leslie Lair, and I have a business by the name of Leslie Lair Living. And I am a lifestyle, hospitality, and organizing expert. And my passion is to truly live your best life with less, less clutter, less stress, less stuff to really help you be the best you. And I started out really professionally as an organizer. And that's what led me to realize there is a little bit of a lost art of hospitality mm-hmm. saying, and it just kind of grew naturally into lifestyle and hospitality where I've had the pleasure of sharing tips and how to live your best life with less through multiple media channels and publications and being a television contributor to several shows. Awesome. Well, I'm just thinking as you're talking, I'm like, we all need a friend like Leslie. What the heck? We all need a Leslie in our life. Because I'm like, I don't even know where to begin with half of this stuff half the time. So no, I love that. That's awesome. And I I would be curious, you mentioned hospitality. And I think this is a great place to start because from your perspective, obviously, as someone who kind of 
is more of an expert at this than the majority of us. What does hospitality mean to you and why do you think it's so important? You know, I love this question and I truly believe for me, hospitality is sharing your good graces with others, whether it be your family or friends in your home, or if you are leading or or being a host outside of your home, Mm -hmm. when you are the one kind of in charge of, of bringing people together, it's really putting effort and thought in the experience so that those that are with you truly feel like it's a special moment mm-hmm. and it can be super casual, but just the simple thought of, I'll give you an example. If we're maybe even meeting for drinks with a group mm-hmm. of my friends, you know, is there something I need to be considered, um, mm-hmm. considerate of, for example, any health concerns, allergies, food restrictions, mm-hmm. preferences. It's just those simple details that are so thoughtful that really for me, mean being hospitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Because I think, really, the the foundation of hospitality is connection and thoughtfulness, right? Like, you are thinking of you are welcoming others. And usually, when people feel that they're thought of when they're considered when their needs are considered, they're going to feel more welcomed, they're going to feel more at peace, more comfortable. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I think what I'm seeing more of is that because we went through a period where we didn't have a chance to truly spend time with others Mm face-to-face, there is some, at times, discomfort. Some people Mm -hmm. are still trying to get comfortable getting out into the world. They Mm -hmm. kind of forget what it's like visiting someone. What do we, you know, what, what should I do? Do I bring a guest? Mm -hmm. You know, being hospitable isn't just for the host giving thoughtful effort to their guests, but it's also the guests being considerate of the host Mm -hmm. and, and truly just thinking of, you know, calling in advance. Is there anything I can do or help with? Just Mm -hmm. picking out a thoughtful gift to bring. It does not need to be elaborate, but Mm -hmm. I was just taught by my mother that if you're coming to someone's home, you, you, need to have a guest. And it could be as simple as a single, you know, blossom in a little container, you know, Mm -hmm. a little glass container, just something that Mm -hmm. shows that there was effort for the other person. Yeah, that's so good. Such a good like thing to remember, you know, because it shows appreciation and and consideration to on both sides. And I think that really makes it more harmonious, you know, and more like, I don't know, special. I don't know if that's the right word. Well, and it's not just, you know, in a situation where it's a big social gathering. I think Mm -hmm. that's just a lesson that we should all consider just with our life, you know, Mm -hmm. moving over. If you're sitting on a, you know, if you're sitting on a, a public space and you've taken up a lot of room, making space for another individual to be able to sit holding the door. It's simple social graces that just shows being, you know, kind. And it's truly something that I try to not only live by, but share, uh, you know, with my family to just always think of doing one, you know, one thoughtful deed Mm -hmm. every day. And that's truly, I think the idea of 
being hospitable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting that you pointed out hospitality or being hospitable goes both ways. It's not just when you're the host, because I think we often think of it in that context. But truly, like when you are arriving as a guest, like you can be hospitable in return in the ways that you explain that simple example is a really great way to think about that. But yeah, I'm glad that you shared that. Something else I'm curious about too is, you know, I think for a lot of women, hospitality is something that we want to do, but often find ourselves feeling stressed about instead of enjoying. And I'm curious what tips that you have for staying organized and stress-free when you are hosting, especially when it comes to hosting during a busy time like the holidays. You know, and I think that's the number one question, right? A lot Mm -hmm. of us get nervous to open up our doors and bring people in because of the time and concern that, oh my goodness, what if I don't do it right? And Mm -hmm. so I think number one to ease your, you know, fear is to just start by being organized. Mm -hmm. And to do that, I actually have a, a, I call it the less approach. First step is you start with a list. Simple as that. The list is where you're going to write down the date, the time, the number of individuals, what's the occasion. And that's going to help you realize that you are truly getting items together mm-hmm. without overdoing it and really just putting a plan in place. Then you look at what you have. This is so important because I feel like so many of my go-to girlfriends begin to panic and they think that they immediately need to go out and buy new items for being a hostess. And the truth is so many of us have great pieces already Mm -hmm. in our collection that we can use. So I use the next step to truly evaluate what you have, Mm -hmm. then put a little system in place. I work backwards. So let's say we are going to be celebrating a, a get together with a group on November 10th. Well, then I want to work backwards and realize, okay, when are we going to let everyone know? When should I start maybe pulling my supplies? When should I pick up the items? And I just write that all down in the calendar so that I've got a system in place. And just those simple steps allow you to execute without anxiety. And it gives you a little bit of wiggle room so that, you know, something's always going to come up, but at least you have a plan in place and you're not stressing out last minute. That's Mm -hmm. my golden rule is I try to do everything I can to not be one of those nervous hostesses because Mm -hmm. for me, I want to be present for my guests. And I truly believe the energy that the hostess expresses when they first welcome their guests is felt immediately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so for me, I really want my guests to feel special and welcomed. And that means to not worry and the list and just planning in advance will help you accomplish that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I I think the being prepared helps you not be so scared when they show up or not be so stressed when they, when they arrive, because Yeah, it makes such a difference to know like and to reverse engineer kind of like you said to work backwards from okay, what am I actually going to need? What's realistic? How can I prepare for this? It, It makes such a difference. And like you said, it doesn't have to be elaborate or over the top. But just to know so that when your guests do arrive, you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off, but you are you've planned ahead and you're prepared, you know, so that you can be present. Right. Have you ever arrived someplace and you felt, oh, my goodness, did I arrive too soon? Mm -hmm. That you 
the host or hostess is running around and you, then you start feeling mm-hmm. a little bit adult. And so it just helps set the calming, welcoming mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've probably been that person that's rushing around, you know, when people arrive and then it's uncomfortable because as a guest, you're like, am I in the way? Should I be doing something? You know, and then it, yeah, kind of sets the tone, like you said. Something else I would love your input on is some of the mistakes that you see people make when it comes to hospitality or when it comes to hosting. And what would you say are the best ways to modify or correct those? I love this question because I think that everyone has the best intentions Mm -hmm. when they're hosting. My first step when I have invited my guests over is that I will send a note separately to my guests asking if there's any restrictions that I should be aware Mm of. I do have, you know, I've got a list of friends that I know already in advance, you know, one is gluten-free, one is vegan. And they, I think it's important as a hostess to make that step to help them feel comfortable and let them know that you want to do your best to accommodate because I know those that do have allergies or some food restrictions, typically they feel there's a level of, oh my goodness, I feel so badly that I'm even having to share this with you, Mm -hmm. but I am gluten-free. And so I just find it, it's always a priority for me to make that step first Because when you don't, you just don't want to have everyone there and then you're serving the food and you then find out that most of the meal is not going to be able to be consumed by one of your guests. Mm -hmm. So to avoid that, I would just reach out to them in advance and just ask. Mm -hmm. It's truly a, a step of showing your hospitality that you're thinking of them in advance. Yeah. And so that's always my first step. I think some of the other mistakes that I see that many of us make is that fear. It's the the purchase fear over over buying food, over buying products, not taking some steps to realize that you already have a stack of cocktail napkins from the last party that would absolutely work (laughs) for this one. Mm. There's need to buy more. And so I, you know, I truly believe that's why I, I follow the less approach mm-hmm. with your, with your first stepping the list of what you need and then going into your pantry or your kitchen or wherever you keep your stash of entertaining essentials, see what you have. I, I would assume that you have some pieces that will absolutely work and it will help you realize that, oh my goodness, I didn't have to rush to the store mm-hmm. to go get the supplies. So it'll put you at ease. So that's a, that's a big step for me. And mm-hmm. then finally, I find that a lot of people miss the opportunity to just set the table with pieces that maybe they save for special occasions and use that instead for a simple dinner, even if it's a you know, a, a Sunday afternoon and you've ordered pizza with your friends and you're going to watch, a, you know, a game, it's okay to bring out the pieces that you might save for a special sit-down dinner and bring that out instead. It's, mm-hmm. it's there for you to celebrate with others, use it, and maybe put it, use it in a different way, put the Put the appetizers on a platter that you might think should only be used for 
that holiday, a silver platter with, you know, some fun light bites is just a simple way to elevate the space and just make it more special just Mm -hmm. by taking it, taking that simple time. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So practical and simple and good reminders because I think we really can get caught up in things that really aren't that helpful or there's simple things we can do to make it easier. I also know that you have shared that there are four pieces every hostess should have. Can you share what those are? Absolutely. So I, I'm a big fan of just linen napkins. I'm huge fan of that. I like to stay with the neutral palette because it goes all year long and it's evergreen. So you can use it for any occasion. And I prefer sticking to a neutral palette because I can always bleach it. If I, you know, there's red wine stain or lipstick. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great way to just set the table. You have so many options to use napkins. (laughs) If you need any ideas, just go visit my, my social media page. (laughs) So start with that. I also believe in just a simple set of glass wine glasses, stem, stemware. Those can be used for everything from your water to iced tea, sparkling beverages to to wine. You know, I, I think I still have a set from like a case that I bought for a party years ago that I have that I use for everything. It's all the same size. I just need to keep it simple mm-hmm. with my friends. I, you know, I absolutely appreciate using when it's appropriate, mm-hmm. the specific goblets for the right wine pairing, but it's okay to just use the same size for every type of, <laughs> of wine. Yeah keep it simple. I also really believe in having some form of if it's a board or a platter, because it can be used in so many different ways from entrees to light bites. You can use it again, all year round. So that's one of my, Mm -hmm. one of my, that's like, that's a good staple to have. Absolutely. Right. And now we, now we're seeing now the hot trends are these butter boards. So, I mean, it truly, you can come up with so many great ideas, even kind of taking the pizza out of the, out of the box and putting it on a great board Mm. is a beautiful way just to add a little bit of style to, you know, entertaining. And then last but not least, I think it's important to just think about a little bit of detail. And for me, this comes with adding a little pop of personality to your collection. So if it's maybe a favorite, I'm a big blue and white fan. So I have, I always set the table with some pieces that represent my personality and I do it all year long. So Mm -hmm. it might be something different for you, but for me, it's always going to be, I have a ginger jar collection and I'm not afraid to pull those pieces that are used for decor out for entertaining as well. And so I think my last advice that you should always have is just using creativity and consider the fact that you should always just, you know, think outside of the box. If you want something very specific though, for your entertaining, I would say a salad plate is a great size that can be used for so many different ways. The size is so great for layering and it doesn't have to be for the salad plate. It can be desserts. You can use it for appetizers. You can use it for, you know, 
small serving pieces around the table when mm-hmm. it's more family style, even little rolls. One small plate can go in so many different directions. Yeah. So when you're into a collection, you know, think of the smaller plate. It really, it's amazing how many ways I've used the same small plate to create all these different tablescapes that people don't, they don't remember, you know, mm-hmm. because. I was going to say, can that essentially be used as like a decor piece? Like it can double as a decor piece, but also as something that's functional? Absolutely. So what's fun with, I guess, my approach to to entertaining and decor is that because at heart I'm a minimalist, I'm always looking for multiple ways to use anything that I'm bringing into my home. Mm -hmm. And so for me, absolutely, I have used those salad plates for their lovely, like if you have a beautiful scented candle, it's a great way to add a little bit of interest on a coffee table is just with one of your salad plates and then a, a, a candle on top. I use them for decor on walls or with working with clients if they do have a space where maybe they have a cabinet that has the glass is simply using those plates as a decor piece. It's amazing what a a piece that you may have stashed in your cabinet could be used for to not only entertain, but also to decorate. Yeah. It's so, it's, that was kind of my, going to be my next question. So I'm glad that you shared that, but I just, before I dig into that, I want to make sure that I reiterate, cause you said the four core things to have that you think are really helpful for hosts is linen napkins. And you said you stick to the, to the neutral color palette so that it works all year round, right? Some sort of stem glasses that can be used for water or other beverages or wine. You said some sort of board to use for like charcuterie or appetizers, that kind of thing. And then you said kind of like a personality piece is how is how I took it. And you mentioned the salad plates. Would that go under the category of that could be used as kind of your personality decor piece? Or would you add that as kind of like a fifth helpful staple? I would I would add that as one of your staples. Okay. Is truly having one of those, you know, a salad plate. And it would be fun if it has a little pop of pattern so that as you're layering it, it truly brings more flair on face. And and again, we talked about the fact that it can be used for multiple things and it could be put in a bathroom with your soap Mm -hmm. or add some potpourri in a space. It, It can go a little plate can go a long way. Yeah, that's so true. I hadn't thought about some of those uses you mentioned, but that's really smart. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So 
If that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think, and I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it, because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy, and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms, and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. To piggyback off of that, the whole multiple uses for certain things, something else I was going to ask you about was 
creating a tablescape, especially for someone who wants to create or arrange a tablescape on a budget. So I think your your tips about creative ways to use a salad plate would like fit right into that. But I'm curious what tips you have for arranging a beautiful tablescape if you're on a budget, but you want to host and create a beautiful space. I'm so glad you asked this because what I'm really known for is we, as we discussed, living your best life with less. Mm-hmm. And so what I love to do is mixing high and low. And what that means to me is starting with using some, we talked about, I know I've been sharing this pieces you already have. So for entertaining and setting a tablescape, what I always start with is natural elements as your centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And I start by going out to my yard or a field and look for pieces that can be brought in. So you're in South Bend, correct? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Okay. So right now I'm, I'm guessing you've got beautiful foliage available on some trees that you can trim and run down the middle of your table hmm. or simply put it in a vase, some tall branches and a vase that you might already have to really make a statement if you have a buffet setting up. I love that use because it costs nothing. Mm-hmm. And you're truly decorating your space with while honoring the season. So depending on what season it is, you know, those branches are going to look differently, but they'll be so spectacular. And, you know, where I live, we have eucalyptus trees. So I go to my yard first, at the eucalyptus branches to elevate my table. And buff- I, I love buffet style. So when I'm setting buffet or even the bar, I'll add some eucalyptus along the space. Another trick just that would cost nothing is to go visit your cabinets and look for glass. It can either be old vases that you may have received as a gift or even your just tall glassware, like just plain glasses. Those make wonderful little candle votives or they can be vases full of the foliage that we've talked about. And I use glass glasses all the time as an alternative to elevate my tablescape. And it didn't cost me anything because I already had it. And then another, okay, so this is a, this is a trip. It costs, it costs just a little bit. So it's something that you would need to purchase. But one of my friends developed, she actually developed it because she had, was on a budget and she wanted to set pretty tablescapes, but might not have the ability to buy certain types of vases or ginger jars. And she made their called paper wraps hmm. and they, they're in a variety of designs, but they wrap around a vessel and it looks like a piece of pottery, but it's paper and it's reusable and it comes oh, wow. in three. But what's so fun about them is that I've, I've used them to wrap around aluminum cans that, oh, wow. <laughs> And then use them to create a centerpiece. And if you, I have sample examples on my, on my social media to give you some visual ideas, but it's brilliant because you're really repurposing items that you already have Mm -hmm. and giving new life to an aluminum can. And nobody really knows the fact that it's being recycled and it's elevated so that's an option where you could go get, they're called uh, paper vase wraps, but you could also make your own, right? With mm-hmm. some paper and a ribbon, even 
I've loved using over the years just simple mason jars as vessels, and it doesn't need to be florals or or just natural elements from outdoors. You could add, you know, for the season, you could honor the, the season with if acorns are in season at the time and you're seeing them throughout the, you know, the area, you could pick those up. You could mm-hmm. add cranberry. I just did, although, you know, we're still a little bit away from the Christmas time. Well, this will probably be playing or airing right around Christmas. So any Christmas examples will be great. (laughs) Okay. Fabulous. Okay. So then this is where we start adding a little bit more creativity. One thing I love to do to elevate a tablescape is I mentioned the natural elements. So, you know, foliage. And if you are lucky enough to have floral flowers around, that's great. Or you can always go to, you know, your local store and get a few just to take it one step Mm -hmm. up. But depending on the time of year, so with Christmas coming, I love using produce that is associated with that time of the year. So pieces that I'm going to consume, like pomegranates or even apples or cranberries, I'll use those also to set the table and maybe put them in some glass, glass, fill up a glass and use them to, to elevate the tablescape. I actually take, I just styled the table coincidentally with cranberries and I actually had cranberries scattered throughout the table and it was paired with some greens that represented that time of year. So if you have the ability to cut some greens from outside that represent that season. It's a great way just to, you know, make it a little bit more special. Hmm. And, and then pomegranates where I live, they actually are growing here. And so I have a friend who has a orchard and they gave me some of the pomegranates, which we love to consume. But I, of course, then thought I'm going to use these Mm -hmm. (laughs) to Table. So these are all, I hope, for your listeners, tips of visiting what you might be just overlooking and realize that you can give a new spin on what you might already have. And that's also including some of your holiday decor. I love adding to the table for Christmas ornaments. Hmm. And I put, yes, so I just did a tablescape where I so fun. So I'm so glad we're talking about this. Everything that I set the table with came from my house and are pieces that I use year round. And the only items that represented Christmas were ornaments that were from my collection at Christmas. And I just placed them. So it looked like they, you know, that they were actually filling up the middle of the table. And then I took one ornament and placed it on top of the salad plate that was mm-hmm. layered other plates and I just created a little name tag for everybody so they had a place card and it all was items I already had and a little bit of creativity that I was able to celebrate this season with a budget by just using pieces that we already have. Yeah, that's a really good idea to use Christmas ornaments or even garland from your Christmas tree box or just 
things that you already use around your house. But I think sometimes we get so caught up in like, it has to be something we saw on Pinterest that's made for the table. And it's like, no, you can use leaves from outside, eucalyptus, ornaments, like various different things that maybe are being used in a slightly different way than you would think to use them. But that can really make, I think it sounds even more fun and more creative and probably more unique than if you just were to put like a standard centerpiece candle that you order from Pottery Barn or something. So Absolutely. And just think, what I love as a host is having some pieces at the table that tell a story because it's a great conversation piece and it's an icebreaker. So if you're using something that was an heirloom, even an ornament that was maybe handed down to you or your favorite, you know, piece of, I have pieces from my grandmother And for me, I'm honoring that tradition, but also Mm. when someone mentions, oh my gosh, what a pretty plate, I can say, you know what, this is actually my grandmother's Mm -hmm. and it opens up conversation in a whole new way. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to kind of share where things are coming from. And like you said, that might lead to a whole conversation about your families or your grandmothers or, you know, things like that. That's just such a icebreaker sometimes in ways like that you wouldn't expect to. So I love that you shared that. That's really helpful. Something else, and you mentioned this as you were sharing the Christmas example, but this brought up a thought for me because when it comes to hosting for the holidays, I think it can be easy to feel the need like that we need to purchase a lot of seasonal or party-specific decorations. So all of those tips were super helpful in kind of, I think, correcting that myth. But what suggestions do you have for decorating without adding clutter to your space? And also, I think right in that same, and this is kind of a two-part question, so feel free to answer one or both, but I know you had also talked about creating a theme for each holiday, and then you like to decorate with that in mind when you're hosting, and I just would love if you can share an example of what that looks like. So two-part question. Question one is, what suggestions do you have for decorating without adding too much clutter, and how can we do this around the theme for the holiday, and, and how does that look like? Can you give us an example of what that's looked like for you when you create themes around a certain event? Absolutely. So for me... To avoid the clutter, I I truly believe it's important that you consider what your style is and what your color tones are already within your space. Because for me, it's important that not only do you want to celebrate the holiday and honor it with festive details, I find it important to make sure that it's harmonious with the colors and the style that's in your home, it's a just visually, it eliminates a lot of excess clutter because it all goes together. Mm-hmm. And so that's important to me. Step one is to stay within the, the colors that you already have. And then to be very mindful of using pieces that might already be in your decor and simply adding some special touches that make it represent the season. So it might be that you are using some garland around the fireplace and you're adding it with the colors that would look lovely within your home. And you're just making very thoughtful choices on adding details, whether it be some ornaments or When I'm decorating, I love natural pieces. So for this year, we're going to be working with magnolias and oranges. And I'll be using oranges with, if you remember the old putting the clove into the oranges, Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful scent. 
but I focus on those details to decorate without it looking cluttered. It looks more, it's a beautiful aesthetic. And then I focus on certain areas like the Christmas tree as the primary space to truly have the fun, colorful kind of centerpiece of, of the space. Hmm. Yeah. That's such a great idea. I feel like you have so many creative, almost kind of like, I don't know what the right word of saying this, but as I'm listening to this, I'm kind of like, how did I not think of this? (laughs) Like how, like it's so simple, but also super creative. And I think that's what we need to hear because I think we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we believe like, oh, I've got to buy all this fancy stuff and I've got to get out, run out and get new things and I've got to get decor for every holiday. And it's like, in reality, if you just have some simple pieces that you would potentially use in other places, like the ornaments or the garland or other things or the oranges or something like that, like you can do it on a budget and you can do it pretty simply and it can still be really unique and creative and work with the colors of the, t- the plates and the linens and the things that you already have, especially if you take the time to invest in a few of those staple pieces like the linens and the stem glasses and a few things that you're going to use every single time. A lot of the decor is just a few extra little details that can be done really simply if you just get creative with it. Absolutely. I mean, you nailed it. That's exactly it. You know, The items that I mentioned as your go-to pieces, those four, can take you all year long and just by adding a few seasonal touches can honor the season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oranges, I love, I love natural elements because, and especially produce, because then my family eats them. For fall, the theme was for some of the tablescapes that I designed, English pear. Hmm. So we had a pear being used for tablescapes and the beautiful thing is that after the table was set they were put in a bowl in the kitchen they looked beautiful for a beautiful aesthetic but then they're also being consumed Mm -hmm. and so I'm very mindful of making sure that we're investing in pieces that will be used and then you know for fall we did English pear, but for Christmas season, it's going to be more oranges. So the a bowl of oranges will be in the kitchen. And then what we'll simply do is maybe I'll trim some of the pieces from the Christmas tree and kind of put it into the bowl and just add a little holiday touch to it. Just a final detail, but it, you know, was a simple visit to the grocery store to get a bag of cuties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My daughter. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, so one other question before we wrap up that I wanted to ask about, we focused a lot on like the presentation, because I think that is something that really stresses a lot of people out unnecessarily. But the last thing I want to ask about is what are some things that people overlook when it comes to hosting and hospitality that aren't necessarily presentation oriented? Like what are some of those intangibles that maybe isn't the tablescape, maybe isn't the decor, maybe isn't even necessarily the the appetizers and stuff, but is more so just some of the intangibles or the things that are not presentation oriented that matter just as much when it comes to hosting? Well, I am a firm believer in knowing your strengths and weaknesses as a host. And that being said, I am not, I, I love cooking small meals, but I'm not a chef and I'm not a baker. Mm-hmm. And I know that now. And so when I'm hosting, I use the experts that are the best, you know, bakers and, and I rely on, I use outside sources. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about 
making the perfect pie because that's not, I'm not a good baker. Mm-hmm. And so instead I'm going to buy a pie and serve my gas. Mm-hmm. And that simple act of knowing, okay, why even attempt to to create mm-hmm. a recipe that you know you're not going to enjoy making and that you're a little intimidated of to me is a good hostess tip because I've just seen it too many times when we arrive and the hostess is, oh my goodness, I try, I've never made this before and I'm mm-hmm. so stressed out about it. And mm-hmm. so here's my tip, just buy some, you know, buy the muffins mm-hmm. and avoid that, that unnecessary added- stress. <laughs> exactly. And I know it sounds so simple, but I, I just have found semi-homemade is okay mm-hmm. and and stay in your like in your lane like know what you love to do and mm-hmm. I think that and then I have the opposite I have friends that are the most amazing chefs and so but they may they realize that they're not the best when it comes to the aesthetics mm-hmm. and that's okay because mm-hmm. they know what their strength is and for them the love is the food that mm-hmm. they're serving and I think that that's so important that we all just need to realize like it's, we can't, you know, there are those people I do know that are great at everything, mm-hmm. but it's okay to admit what your strengths and weaknesses are and turn to your friends. If they're, if, you know, many, go- many guests will ask, Hey, what can I bring? Accept their offer, delegate what they might love to make that maybe isn't your strength. So Aside from presentation, I think it's important that we realize, you know, a lot of my clients are the modern day superwomen and they really, they, they do it all. But what they share that I've seen just help them be so successful is that they realize that it is important to use your resources mm-hmm. and to ask for help. And maybe if you're that wonderful chef, but you're not the best at setting the table and you have a friend who is an expert and they ask what they can bring, why don't you ask them, hey, why don't you come a little bit early and set the table for me? Mm-hmm. I, you know, so just I think I think I guess my my tip is it's OK to ask for help and it allows you to be the best hostess that you can be because you're honoring your friends and and really thinking about those details so that the event is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I think we do try to do it all. And it's, it's so helpful to think through what are my actual strengths and how can I put my energy into that? And then either take the offers from others who may be better at certain things or go to the store and buy the dang pie, you know, so just takes a little bit of stress off. Great recommendation. Okay, so I feel like I could ask a million more questions, but to wrap up, if someone is listening and they love what they're hearing and they want to learn more, if this is an area that they want to improve their skills in or just get some inspiration and learn more from you, where can they find you online and how can they learn more? Absolutely. Well, I would love it if you visit on Instagram and TikTok. It's at Leslie Lair Living. I also have a website, leslielairliving.com. These are the areas that I share DIY. I share tips on how to set the table with style with mixing high and low. I share tidy tips. I share ways to decor your space and organize to allow you to live your best life with less. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everything that you've shared here. Guys, give her a follow if you want to learn more about this topic. I think it's definitely an art and a a skill we can continue to improve on. Leslie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for everything you've shared. It's been so fun to learn from you. Well, thank you. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.